Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 350. <laughs> now you know. Thanks to Birch for sponsoring this episode. So Birch is offering 25% off now for a limited time during their Memorial Day sale. I've had my Birch mattress for over a year now, and it's made a big difference in how I sleep. One of the things I really like is how simple the process is. Instead of having to go to a store, I was able to look online and choose which Birch mattress best suited me. My Birch was shipped right to my door, rolled up in a box, and it was super easy to set up. Now we feel good about Birch knowing that they are committed to being better for the planet. It was important for me to choose Birch because it's made with organic and natural materials, unlike synthetic mattresses that off-gas. Birch has third-party certifications too, including the coveted Global Organic Textile Standard. Birch cares about your sleep. The Birch Lux mattress is comprised of eight different layers of organic cashmere, organic wool, organic cotton, and 100% natural latex. Yeah, and it features a quilted organic cotton pillow top that relieves pressure points. And the Lux has over 1,000 individually wrapped steel coils for targeted lumbar support, which cradles your body and limits motion transfer. And what I love is that you can feel confident when you purchase a Birch mattress since you get a 100-night sleep trial along with a 25-year warranty. And if you order Birch mattress today, Birch will throw in two of their EcoRest pillows made from recycled plastic bottles. I love my Birch mattress, and I think you will too. The Memorial Day sale is running now, so click our link down below to get 25% off for a limited time. Don't wait. So we learned a whole bunch of stuff at Tesla's shareholder meeting last week, and we covered five big things on our in-depth, the five reasons why Tesla will take off last Friday. So go watch that video to learn more. I loved seeing JB Strobel coming back to Tesla now as a board member. This means that I would like to officially announce our new addition to the Tesla board, JB Strobel. I am super excited about the progress that Tesla appears to be making with Optimus, the humanoid robot. Yeah, as Elon said, Optimus stuff is extremely underrated because people can just not comprehend the consequences. And the demand for Tesla's autonomous humanoid robot could be 10 to 20 billion units, he said. Elon went on to say, my prediction is that the majority of Tesla's long-term value will be Optimus. And hopefully soon, now that Elon has agreed to monitoring cobalt mines with webcams, we can put an end to this argument that Tesla has child and slave labor in their supply chain. And now that Elon has also agreed to try out some Tesla advertising, maybe we can get our Tesla ad aired. Okay. You wouldn't power the lights in your home with a gas engine. <laughs> Why would you? You wouldn't power your electric guitar with a gas engine. Why would you? You wouldn't power your car with a gas engine. Why would you? Remember that? Oh yeah. Um, our why would you ad from six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that we've gotten a little bit better at filmmaking since then. Maybe. I'm really curious to see how Elon implements some test ads and what kind of response they generate. I remember drilling the hole through the guitar so that we could put these uh, fake smoke coming through. 
Hey, and if you want Tesla to advertise, hit the like button. So the Tesla Cyberquad, does everyone remember what the Cyberquad is? Hit the like button if you remember that. For those of you who weren't at the Cybertruck unveiling with us live back in 2019, the Cyberquad was an electric off-road ATV prototype with cyber styling that we were able to see at the event. Now, they even drove it into the Cybertruck bed from which it could be charged. Elon said that it would start as an option for Cybertruck, although we haven't heard that much about it in four years. And neither has the U.S. Trademark Office until now. Tesla has filed an extension for their Cyberquad trademark, specifically for the use as an all-terrain vehicle. Now, while I was looking into this, there's also a Cyberquad trademark from Tesla for clothing like shirts, hats, and jackets. Oh, okay. So does this mean that Tesla is going to make the Cyberquad soon? I mean, Cybertruck is coming out later this year. This doesn't mean anything other than Tesla extended their claim over the Cyberquad trademark. So if you want to make a shirt or an ATV and call it the Cyberquad, uh, Tesla would have excellent grounds to sue you. And that's about it. So this doesn't mean or not mean that they're going to make it right now. It just means that they could in the future. Right. Now, is it a good sign? It's simply not a bad sign, right? <laughs> yes, but I mean, they said they were going to make it. Elon said they were going to make it as an option, so I think it's good news. Okay. So Tesla Economics tweeted to Elon, will the Tesla Roadster be able to beat the record set by the EV Rimac Nevera, it costs $2.3 million for information, for the zero to 60 time of 1.74 seconds? And Elon just responded, LOL. Yeah, I mean, when we're at this level of car, all we're ever gonna talk about is the fastest version of any car. So the Tesla Roadster, they've said, is gonna come with the SpaceX package. and As an option. As an option, and it's gonna be faster than just about anything on four wheels, uh, let alone a production car. Yeah, but I mean, zero to 60 for the Rimac at 1.74 seconds is so fast. Okay, just for context, a jet launching off an aircraft carrier does zero to 160 in two seconds. <laughs> So there is room to grow. Right. And this is doable because of the SpaceX package. How does that work again? You know those Pinewood Derby cars that use the CO2 cartridges to mm -hmm. launch themselves down the track? It's kind of like that. Tesla will install a SpaceX carbon fiber overwrapped pressure vessel, basically a big high pressure air tank and a high powered air compressor and a way to let that air out on the back of the car. And just launch it down the track. Okay, so no fire like a rocket engine. It's more like a bottle rocket, but without the water. Right, it's like an air hose. If you've ever had the opportunity to have the little air hose cleaner, it's like that only with um, tens of thousands of PSI as opposed to like tens of PSI. No, I like your CO2 cartridge uh, you know, idea. That's, that's very accurate, yeah. It's, it's something close to that. So, I mean, it is kind of cheating, I guess. But, I mean, if you can use the onboard battery to refill the compressed air and go again, is it really cheating? I mean, if you win, does it really matter? Yeah. But but here's the thing. Um, you won't be able to use this on public roads. And this is not going to allow for SpaceX packages, I don't think, on, you know, Main Street. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't do it while Nitz is around, I guess is the idea. Um, right. I think it's definitely a drag strip if they allow it. Do, do a... you think well, this is so exciting to me and to you as SpaceX fans and everything. But why do you think more people aren't talking about this? Um, because they haven't seen it and they don't know about it. And Elon just says SpaceX package. And so people either are imagining that there's like a real rocket hmm. strapped to the back of the car. <laughs> Thank you.
or they don't understand what he said. News out of China, Tesla has applied for permits to expand Giga Shanghai. The expansion would increase the capacity of Shanghai to 1.75 million units per year, up 500,000 units from the 1.25 million currently. Also in the permit is a request to start producing pouch style cells. I didn't know that Tesla used pouch cells. Well, I think this is for the LFP cells. Am I the only one who thought that Tesla was using the BYD blade cells for the LFPs? I've been looking around for a teardown and I haven't found one yet. I did hear the same kind of rumor, but I haven't uh, been able to actually like certify that. So they're going to make half a million cars worth of pouches? No, the permit was for a small initial production run. Okay, but then like, what about the 4680? I'm so confused. Tesla is also seeking to ramp up production of those as well. My guess here is that Tesla needs to just make batteries. And uh, so they're going to try and make them themselves. And I think they're going to start a small line, see if it works. And if it works, they're going to just start doing it themselves. I mean, they've been pretty good at it in other places. And I mean, LFP, which is lithium iron phosphate, is a, just a completely different beast than a normal lithium ion battery. Yeah, it uses iron to replace the nickel and the manganese and so forth. So, I mean, having it be a pouch style cell for that chemistry doesn't really like break Tesla's promise of having, um, you know, amazing battery technology. It's like if they can scale up any technology to make an efficient, affordable electric car, I think that that's what they're going to do. Yeah. <sighs> do you need some coffee? We're barely into the show. Oh, no, no, I'm not tired. I'm good. You seem tired. You were just nodding off there. No, I was just practicing. Practicing? Practicing what? Oh, you see, according to White Hat Hacker Green, the only Teslas are about to start using the driver-facing camera to count yawns. To count Ooh. yawns? Uh, yeah, like he said, looks like Tesla is planning a big boost to camera-based driver monitoring. They are now tracking additional things like how many yawns the driver had recently, how many blinks, and how long they were leaning. Because it looks like he's leaning all this to calculate how drowsy the driver is okay so tesla is going to start counting yawns while we're in autopilot not just autopilot he said but it also looks like they're planning to apply this even when not on ap which is a very right move by seeing how well centered the driving is how many lane keep assist warnings and corrections happened lately he said that he doesn't see that the code is doing anything with the info yet as far as he can tell so what do you think tesla is going to do with this information about the driver I'm assuming that they're going to start counting, say, your yawns and then correlate it to times when drivers actually fall asleep. I'm guessing at some point Tesla will start having the software try to get the driver's attention when they seem to be falling asleep. And uh, this could save a lot of lives. I mean, it would be cool if the driver fell asleep and the car wasn't already in AP, if the car would go into AP to save the car from crashing and come to a safe stop like that video we made. I'm in autopilot and I'm about to lose consciousness. If I weren't an autopilot, I'd be dead. Remember that? Yeah. You had to fall asleep <laughs> that was on the highway. Terrifying. And it um, worked. It, it did work. The And of course, if it could have alerted the driver before they fell asleep, um, that could definitely save some lives if it could be like, you seem like you're drowsy. The only problem is like, I know that there's some people who just yawn a lot. Hmm. even when they're like not particularly tired and this could be very annoying for them. I'd rather have it be annoying than to uh, crash. Uh, unless you're the person that it's being annoying to. Agree to disagree on that one. Uh.
So Ford has announced a big increase in price for their hands-free driver's assistant system called Blue's Clues. Oh, hi. Come on in. Blue. Look who's here. I'm sorry. It's Blue Cruise. Yeah, that's why I said Blue's Clues. Hello. Whatever. Please go on. So like I was saying, earlier this month, a Ford dealer bulletin uh, let new Mach-E owners know that they will have the option to include Blue's Clues at the time of purchase for $2,100 for a three-year subscription. Blue Cruise. Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, what will existing customers have to pay? Blue's Clues will cost $75 a month or $800 per year. It's Blue Cruise. Isn't that a big increase from the $16 a month or $200 per year that owners were paying? Yes, and Ford owners are not happy. The forum exploded with like dozens of pages of statements like this one. Short of something that more closely approximates Tesla's full self-driving, I would not consider paying that price, not even close. That was a Ford Mach-E owner. Oh, but I mean, Consumer Reports ranked Ford's Blue Cruise as the top-rated active driving assistance system. Yeah, and we've also reported on how the current CEO of Consumer Reports, Marta Tellato, joined in 2014 after working for the Ford Foundation. Oh, and yes, to your next question, the Ford Foundation does give Consumer Reports a lot of money. Millions of dollars, in fact. So big surprise, Ford's Blue's Clues is number one. It's Blue Cruise. That's what I said. But I mean, come on. Ford is going to have to lower the price if A, most of the customers are balking at the cost, and B, it really does kind of suck, and we've experienced this. Oh, it sucks, all right. I mean, it only works on very limited stretches of highways. Number two, we've demonstrated how dangerous it is because it doesn't audibly notify you when you're in or out. So you can inadvertently steer the car into a ditch and it will happily let you. And number three, it constantly tells you to keep your eyes on the road, even when I'm doing normal stuff like glancing at the screen for directions. Blue's Clues is not worth $800 a year. No way. I'm going to miss you. It's Blue's Cruise. I'm sorry, Blue cru Blue Cruise. I know, right? Is Ford doing this because of those minus 102% EV margins that they reported in the first quarter? Hell yes, that's why they're doing it. I'm pretty sure the executive meeting went something like this. Johnson, where's Johnson? Uh, here, Mr. Farley, sir. What the H-E double hockey sticks are we going to do about the Mach-E margins? Margins, higher, higher margins, right, sir. Uh, we're going to get right on that right away, Mr. Farley, sir. How? I want gosh darn details. Uh, well, some good ideas we were tossing around the, the bullpen were, uh, we could put more Mustang logos on the car. People really respond to horses during our focus groups, sir. We need to turn the ship around and fast. Horses cost money. Right, right, right. Horses do cost money, sir. We could do what Tesla did and raise the, uh, price of our Blue Cruise active driving assistance software. Hmm. What's your name? Uh, Connolly, sir, from the... Connolly, you're replacing Johnson as the new head of whatever department Johnson was head of. Effective immediately. I like the cut of your jib, Connolly. Software doesn't cost more the more we sell. So that's the way we're going to get those margins up. We'll beat Tesla at their own game. Meeting dismissed. Time for golf. Connolly, you're joining me on the tee. We're teeing off at four. Blue cruise for the win. Blue's cruise for the win. <laughs> So it seems that GM has been listening to potential electric pickup truck buyers in the US. Yeah, the number one thing that I'm hearing from people considering an electric pickup truck that seems to give them pause is the range. Our Ford F-150 Lightning extended range supposedly gets 320 miles of range. On a very warm day, if it dips below 55 degrees, we seem to lose like 90 miles of range. Right, and our Rivian R1T is supposed to get 328 miles. Both of which are really respectable ranges, but don't forget most potential electric pickup truck buyers haven't owned an EV before. So all that FUD that the auto industry fed them about range anxiety is now coming back to bite them. 
But you said that GM is listening? Yeah, GM just announced this. Chevrolet has some electrifyingly good news to share today. The Silverado EV work truck's EPA estimated range is in. 450 miles on a full charge. With this official estimate, the Silverado EVWT is expected to offer over 100 miles more than its closest on-sale competitor. Now, is this one of those things that automakers say and then it'll turn out that you can't get the extended range version for like two years, <coughs> Rivian? Uh, GM says that they're, quote, on track to launch in the spring of 2023 and that they said the 450 mile version will be the first available with the 350 mile version coming soon after the launch. So the first edition should have 510 horsepower, 615 foot pounds of torque, 1200 pound payload and 8000 pounds of towing capacity. 8000 pounds. That's it. GM says that the max towing package will upgrade that to 20,000 pounds in 2025. My guess is that they had to stick in such a big battery to get the range that the towing and payload took a hit. Yeah, 1,200 pounds for payload is pretty scrawny, even compared with the R1T's 1,384 pounds and the Ford Lightning's 2,200 pounds. And I want to go back to Silverado's newly announced max pack range of 450. Even if you have that to 225 miles when towing, it's still a really respectable range. Yeah, and GM says their engineers have gotten the charging speed up to 350 kilowatts. So, I mean, that's pretty respectable, too. Now, we don't know how big the battery is because, I mean, if the battery is like 200 kilowatts, then that would mean that you're going to be charging that thing for a little bit longer. Although, again, 350 is pretty good. I love all this, actually, because it means that when Elon's finalizing the Cybertruck and maybe he's already done it, but he might be telling his engineers today, like, OK, make sure we've got more than 450 miles. Yeah. Well, and here's the weird thing about electric pickup trucks. If you want to make like an electric car have a bigger range, you can do one of two things. Either put a heck of a lot more batteries in it or you can make it more efficient. Mm. The problem with pickup trucks is they're already not that efficient. And if you make them more efficient, as soon as they tow something, the range is going to be completely obliterated right. and people are going to be like, what the heck happened? Yeah. Because whatever you're towing is going to seriously lower your efficiency. And I'm right, right? Uh, Cybertruck was supposed to have a version with 500 miles. It was. So, so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> During the annual shareholders meeting, Elon was asked about Cybertruck production. And Elon said there will be an S-curve of production. So it will be slow at first and then ramping up. I guess we will see what the demand is, but we are likely to make 250000 a year. Maybe more. It depends on what the demand is like. And a lot of headlines popped up stating that they thought the number was low. Of course, he went on to say a quarter of a million a year is a reasonable guess. It might be 500,000. I don't know, but we'll make as many as people want and can afford. And I just think he's sandbagging here and it's pretty safe for him to do that. I just think that the Cybertruck is going to change the truck market as we know it. Won't people want a rust proof, bulletproof truck? I mean, we've been testing out the Ford Lightning and the Rivian R1T, and I've got to say, I like having a truck to do truck things with, but I really miss the supercharger network when we're using these trucks. And I think that this may be the main reason that the Cybertruck can succeed. Again, though, we think there's well over a million reservations for the thing. A quarter million per year would put the wait at over six years. I mean, Tesla has a list, a number that they know of, of people who put down $100 on the truck. I've heard from some people who put down two orders. I know of some people who put down much more. And I think that could mean that their numbers are a little skewed. They might be worried that demand is softer than the 1.5 million reservations that we've estimated. Look, I still think this is going to be a super popular truck. I think that whenever you're selling anything, it comes down to marketing, unfortunately. Um, but 
the Cybertruck will probably market itself. Yeah. I mean, just like every other Tesla they've made to date. But I do think that truck buyers are a little bit more loyal to their Chevys and Fords. I don't think they will once people start getting their trucks and doing cool stuff with it. I think, like you said, it's going to sell itself. Yeah, but sticking with this 250000 per year is good sandbagging, like you said. Yeah, it makes you want to put your name on an order list, you know. And it also means that if demand is soft, no one's going like, see, they didn't hit their targets, which is all we care about. Demand is not going to be yeah, soft. I don't think it So Joe Tegmeyer spotted something pretty interesting at Giga Texas the other day. What is that? A garage? Look closer. That's a Giga casting on a silver pallet. Weird. I mean, that's a that's a big giga casting. More of a cyber casting. Oh, man. Is that a Cybertruck giga casting? It appears to be so. So, okay. Is that the front or the back giga casting? I looked at it for a long time. I think it's the rear casting with those really tall wheel wells. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. It looks more like a front to me. Wheel wells are so big and like deep. I think that it's to allow the wheels to turn left and right. But look at the one on the right that we can just barely see. That spot in the middle looks like where your butt is supposed to go if you're in the middle seat. Mm, I don't know. Tell us what you think in the comments below. I mean, there's a bunch of little things you can get for perspective there. There's a water bottle. There's that bollard. Like I tried to use those as like, you know, size things. Yeah. It's really hard. I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And of course, the place to talk about this is over at our friends, uh, Cybertruck Owners Club. That's They sponsor the show, and I really want to thank them for doing that. That's where you're going to get all this cool information, the latest pictures, the latest talk about what's going on with Cybertruck. As you may know by now, Zach and I will be attending Micromobility Europe 2023. That's just a couple weeks away, and I can't wait to check out all those small electric vehicles in person in Amsterdam on June 8th and 9th. So join us at Micromobility Europe if you're going to be in the area, and use our link below to get 20% off the ticket price. And like we mentioned before, while we're there, we're going to need your help that week to run the show. So mark it down on your calendars between June 6th and June 11th. Record a news story that you think fits Tesla Time News. You can film yourself reading off the story like we are now, or you can go out and point the camera at whatever you find interesting. Then send your story to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Our amazing team of editors will take it from there. They'll add all the B-roll and the footage. They'll edit out things so you don't have to worry about that. Just film yourself. And you will be helping to keep the show going for its 553rd week in a row. It's going to be super fun. We'll see you there. So we review all kinds of e-mobility products on our sister channel, Now Let's Review. Not just e-bikes and scooters, but also electric motorcycles, mini segways, and electric dirt bikes like this, the Talaria Sting. If you're into dirt bikes, then you need to check this out. Ethan put it through its paces in terms of power, runtime, price, performance, handling, and charging. So if this looks fun to you, ripping along off-road over bumps and getting dirty, then head on over to Now Let's Review and subscribe. And you know, the whole reason we bring this content to you on a different channel is because of the way that YouTube works. We kind of had to. Yeah, YouTube shows you videos on your feed according to an algorithm. And I've talked about this before. I used to think, oh, we'll be like any network and we'll just put all kinds of different content on our network all in one place for people to watch. But no, no, no. Uh, the YouTube algorithm does not like that. If most of you are watching Now You Know for Tesla Time News, then the YouTube algorithm actually punishes us if we put out a video with an e-bike review video that less people watch. YouTube will then share our next Tesla Time News with less people. 
So we had to create a new channel for our different kinds of content. So please check out our Now Let's Review channel. And remember, if you're into EVs and you're like, well, why would I subscribe to Now Let's Review? Remember, we do give away a lot of EV chargers that we review on Now Let's Review. So when it comes to Tesla coming to India, this is something we've been hearing about for years. Yeah, some people thought that Tesla was going to open a factory in India before they made Giga Shanghai. The problem has always been that Tesla wants India to lower India's 100% import tariffs so that Tesla can begin by importing cars to India before considering opening a factory. And the Indian government didn't want to do that. Well, there have been some local sources that are claiming that Tesla wants to set up a factory. But now, finally, Reuters has picked up the story and they've gotten an Indian official on the record. Indian Deputy Minister for Information Technology, Rajiv Chandrasekhar, says they are very seriously looking at India as a production and innovation base. We have signaled to them that the government of India is working together and will certainly make whatever ambitions they have or investment objective they have in India a success. So... Tesla India. Look, they might say that they're serious, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen right now. I mean, I guess it would be weird if they weren't serious. Like, we were thinking of building a factory. Psych! <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my God, you, you really thought we were going to build a factory here? <laughs> how embarrassing. That's not really how business works. You don't just like, oh, dude, I just totally pranked the, the minister of India. Who's hilarious, dude. And when Tesla wants to build a factory, though, they almost never look in just one place. Oh, yeah? Like where? Like France. Elon just met with French President Emmanuel Macron. See, there he is in the Elysee Palace. Wow. And Macron just tweeted at Elon. So does this mean Giga India and Giga France? No. The, okay. Tesla's shopping around. And when you have what everyone is looking for, which in this case is jobs and massive investment, you better make sure you have a bunch of buyers who are willing to try to outbid each other. I see. And I mean, we've heard this before where Tesla tries to see who will give the best tax incentives. I mean, remember Tulsa, Oklahoma? They, they built a whole statue to get him interested. Well, I mean, that statue already existed, but if only they had gotten the face right. We could be talking about Tesla, Tulsa, but eh, sorry. Yeah, and it's not to say that they won't ever build a gigafactory in France or India. I think they, those are very likely choices. Although, I, I don't know. I still have trouble picturing Tesla in France. Like, why? I don't know. It just doesn't... It, I, I don't want to offend France. I don't want to say anything more. There's still so much FUD swirling around Tesla. It's nice when we can report on a solid win. Tesla just won an important legal case in Delaware's Supreme Court. This case was brought by Tesla against the Department of Motor Vehicles in Delaware, which had interpreted Delaware's Franchise Act as not allowing direct sales of cars in the state. The Delaware Superior Court had ruled against Tesla, but Tesla appealed to Delaware's Supreme Court, and they just ruled in Tesla's favor, stating in their decision, we reverse the DMV director's decision and the Superior Court judgment and remand for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. The General Assembly enacted the Franchise Act to address the disparity in bargaining power which permitted new motor vehicle manufacturers to exert economic pressure over their franchises. Its definitions exclude Tesla and its direct sales model, where new electric cars are not sold through franchise dealers in Delaware. So this means that Tesla will now be able to sell cars directly to customers in Delaware? Yes. And not only Tesla, but if Rivian, Lucid, and other companies who sell direct to customers want to sell in Delaware, they now can. Funny story. In researching this, I asked Google's BARD, which is their large language model like ChatGTP, uh, to tell me in how many states is it currently legal to buy a Tesla directly. It told me 
13. Then I proceeded to ask it about individual states. And often it would say, yes, it is legal to buy a Tesla in New Hampshire or Vermont or New Jersey when I asked it specifically. And then a few minutes later, we were up to 20 states. So don't trust it. Anyway, Tesla has pending lawsuits in many other states and the tide is turning. It's looking like Tesla will continue winning these lawsuits to overturn these ridiculous rulings in many of these states. And that's good for consumers. I'm tired of these arguments that it's not fair. Look, make a better product at a better price if you want consumers to buy your cars. Stop lobbying your state governments to help keep you in business. You aren't going to stop Tesla and you're just hurting your own citizens from being able to buy the safest, cleanest, most efficient cars on the planet. And also the only cars that have fart mode, dog mode, and can drive themselves. So Monroe has unveiled their new electric pickup truck. Wait, did you Sandy Monroe is making an electric pickup truck? Uh, no, not Sandy Monroe. Sorry, I should have been more clear. I'd be calling for an execution. Uh, Scottish EV startup Monroe Vehicles. We covered them a while back uh, when they announced their first vehicle, the MK1 4x4. They are now unveiling their second vehicle built on the same platform, the MK1 Pickup, which has a rear bed that can hold a Euro pallet weighing up to 1,050 kilograms. That's 2,300 pounds. All right, I'm intrigued, but uh, more specs, please. More? Okay, here's some more specs. 3,500 kilograms or 7,700 pounds of towing capacity, 375 horsepower with the 280 kilowatt motor, 700 newton meters torque of power, two AC charging rates, seven kilowatts for overnight charging and 22 kilowatts for 3.5 hours of charging. Also DC fast charging at 100 kilowatts. So 15 to 80% in 36 minutes. Does a zero to 60 time in 4.9 seconds. It comes with a five-year, 100,000 mile warranty. And Monroe says it's designed for 50 years of service. So Monroe plans to start deliveries later this year with a target of 50 units, and they have already secured orders for 200? Yeah, Monroe plans to move to a larger facility in Scotland next year where they plan to increase capacity to 250 units per year. Eventually, their plans are to scale up to 2,500 vehicles per year. Uh, what's the price? Well, I was kind of surprised because I was expecting, do you remember the Bollinger B1 mm -hmm. um, and the B2? The one was an SUV, one was a pickup. Mm -hmm. Remember, they seem to have paused as Bollinger seems to have pivoted to making bigger trucks. Anyway, the B1 and B2 both had starting prices of well over $100,000. I think the B2 started at like 125000 Yeah. Well, the Monroe MK1 pickup has an MSRP of 49995 pounds, which is about $62,000. Now, hang on. In the specs, you didn't mention range. What's the battery size? Well, the SUV version comes in three variants from 61 to 82 kilowatt hours of 400 volt batteries. So I'm guessing they'll offer similar variants for the pickup truck. Range for the SUV is 141 miles for the starting variant up to 190 miles for the top variant. And I mean, the reason for the lower range is because this is supposed to be like a work vehicle. Yeah, right? I think this is meant for being on the farm. And in the beginning, I kind of thought, well, why not just buy a Rivian mm -hmm. uh, since it looks like you can do the same stuff. But the fact that it is cheaper, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe this will appeal to Scottish farmers. I don't know. And in mining and all sorts of different in heavy industry stuff, I think, was the idea. Yeah, I just don't know if they're going to be able to make this with a profitable margin. I mean, it is tough to make these and that's a really low price. So mm. I don't know. Your thoughts below. Let us know if you'd uh, want to drive a Monroe pickup truck. All right, it's time for the lightning round. Man, Georgia is really becoming an EV hotspot. Yeah. 
Anovian Technologies is a Chicago-based company which is opening a 1.5 million square foot factory, the largest graphite production facility in North America, which they'll open in Bainbridge, Georgia. The $800 million facility will create 400 jobs and produce 40,000 metric tons per year of synthetic graphite anode material for lithium-ion batteries. That's enough graphite for about 500,000 EVs. So how will Anovian make synthetic graphite? They will use the CVD or chemical vapor deposition method. Um, you take a substrate such as copper or silicon. It's placed in a vacuum chamber and then a carbon containing gas such as methane or acetylene is introduced to the chamber. The chamber is heated to a high temperature, typically between 800 and 1200 degrees Celsius. Mm. The carbon atoms from the gas are deposited onto the substrate surface, forming a thin layer of graphite. And then the chamber is cooled and the graphite film is removed from the substrate. So you need a lot of energy. Yes. Ford has recently unveiled the Eternio Courier for the European market, calling it a MPV or multi-purpose vehicle, which should start deliveries in late 2024. No mention of range, but we learned that it will be powered by a 100 kilowatt electric motor and be able to charge 10 to 80% in 35 minutes. Guess what you can now buy at Best Buy? Well, I saw that they sell e-bikes now. Uh, that's true, but you can also buy Starlink. The Nintendo Switch game, Starlink Battle for Atlas? Uh, well, yes, I guess you could buy that there too, but no, I'm talking about SpaceX's Starlink satellite terminals. Both the standard kit for $599 and the high performance kit for $2,500. And also, didn't I see that Starlink is now available at Home Depot? Yes. Now, it appears to be only in states where Starlink is already available, but... Now you get to go buy it from a big box store. I don't know. When do we get the special one for Costco that's like 25% cheaper? The Kirkland brand? Yeah, the Kirkland. <laughs> Kirk <laughs> All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. Shaved this morning with my Henson razor. I really, really like it. It feels fancy because it's made out of just all metal. There's no plastic. There's no anything else. It's just metal and you're shaving your face with it and it feels... Really it's nice. like going back in time when they used to really care about when they made things, you know? Yeah. Or when they could only make things out of cool materials. Yeah. So go to HensonShaving.com, use our code now you know when you check out, and you'll get 100 free blades. I'm still using my 100 free blades, and nice. it's been oh, like two years. Sustainable. So you know what I've learned over the years, the decades, when I talk about renewable energy? There are always these really dumb arguments that have been fed to people. They don't even know where they got them. They're just in their noggins, like this one. Solar panels are bad because they're full of toxic chemicals and you can't recycle them. And they just end up in landfills and they leach all these dangerous chemicals into the groundwater. Never mind that we humans create all kinds of toxic waste. Heck, the phones in our pockets are full of toxic chemicals. But what about solar panel recycling? Are they just destined to be thrown into a landfill? Funny you should ask. We Recycle Solar was founded in 2019 to do just what it says, recycle solar panels. So far, they have recycled or remarketed over 500,000 solar panels at their Yuma, Arizona factory, diverting 23 million pounds of what could be potentially hazardous solar panel waste from landfills. That's great. CEO Adam Saggy talks about how We Recycle Solar has enough capacity now to handle about 25% of solar panels nationally. Yeah, Saggy says, we've not only increased processing speed and volume capacity enough to tackle roughly 25% of the current national need for recycling, we've also expanded our specialized solar handling teams, resulting in a breakage reduction of up to 30% at the time of decommissioning, which significantly increases the amount of PV panels we're able to repurpose for the resale market. And I want to talk about a piece of this that you may have missed. It's great that they can recycle the panels, but did you hear that little word in there? Repurpose. That means you take a solar panel off a roof or out of a solar farm, 
and you resell it so it can be reused. And we've proven that works because we just bought 25 used solar panels for a fraction of what similar panels would cost. And we're going to be using them to build all kinds of stuff. The EPA reports that by 2030, the United States is expected to have as much as 1 million total tons of solar panel waste. For comparison, the total generation of U.S. municipal solid waste in 2018 was 292 million tons. Now, keep in mind that most of what a solar panel is, is an aluminum frame. Which is valuable, by the way. And glass. So we're looking to interview We Recycle Solar, and it's thanks to you watching, hitting the like button, and subscribing that helps us to do just that. All right, it's time for Going Green. Bridgestone has launched its first EV-specific tire, the Terenza EV. The Terenza EV is designed to handle the heavier torque of electric vehicles and provide all-season performance. It's made with 50% renewable and recycled materials, including 18% recycled synthetic rubber, carbon black from old tires, synthetic rubber from plastic bags and bottles, renewable soybean oil, and rice husk silica. The Terenza EV also features Bridgestone's Peak Life technology, which enhances treadwear resistance. The Terenza EV is available in five sizes that fit the Tesla Model 3, S, X, and Y, and Ford Mustangs Mach-E. Bridgestone plans to release 13 additional sizes of the Terenza EV in early 2024. The Terenza EV has a 50,000 mile limited warranty and is, quote, wet road ready. It's manufactured in North America and we found them for $325 each on a local uh, tire website. And so it looks like these have a speed rating of W. Yeah, that's uh, 168 miles an hour top speed sustained. So maybe not for the Model S. Well, if you, yeah, if you, you want to bring it to the track. You need performance tires to do that. <laughs> um, and Grand Touring also utilizes what they call quiet track tech. I'm really dying to check these out because um, once EVs get so quiet, it's now basically the road noise of the rubber mm. that you're hearing. So anything you can do to minimize that helps. So yeah, if you get to check these out, um, please let us know. Maybe shoot a video. All right, it's time for sunspots. How would you like to relax out in your backyard under this? What's that? That is the Power Gazebo by Arca Energy. It uses these power tiles, basically black glass-on-glass -glass frameless PV modules that each generate up to 77 watts of power. The roof is sloped at 7 to 14 degrees to catch the sun more efficiently, and it comes in four different configurations, from 180 square feet to 312 square feet, so it can generate from 2.4 kilowatts to 4.3 kilowatts of power. It comes with a 25-year warranty, and Arca says it can withstand winds of 120 miles an hour and 30 pounds per square foot of snow. So are these for the U.S. market? Arca says its solar gazebos will ship from its warehouse in Allen, Texas, starting this month. So, yes. Um, and how much do these cost? Well, I tried to get pricing from their website. You have to sign up for a meeting, but it seems that they don't have any meeting times for this month. And then I was like, well, I'll try something for next month. And it said no available dates in June either. So I guess we'll never know. I mean, getting back to the story about reusing solar panels, as cool as I think it is to you know, buy a new system with new solar panels, if you can buy used solar panels for like 50 bucks each and still be generating electricity, I really want to try building a system that looks just like that. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, so this is three feet by five feet, right? Okay. About half of the square area of a sheet of plywood. Mm. And it's about a, it's a little less than the sheet of plywood cost wise if you can buy them for 50 bucks. Not to mention that when you build something like this, if you were going to make it out of plywood, you'd have to roof it. <laughs> right. So there's labor and other materials. So I'm thinking you can probably actually make this cheaper than just plywood and actually be getting power from the sun. So I'm super excited <laughs> to build that with you.
So if you haven't subscribed to our channel already, please consider doing that. And if you want to do solar, but you don't want to do all that kind of work, you can talk to our friends at Energy Pal. They talk to lots of different solar installers and they know all of them. They know all the pricing structures. They know the incentives in your area and they will help you go solar for the pretty much the best price or whatever you're looking for, and they'll do it all for free. So click the link down below. Let them know that Zach and Jesse sent you. They're a great company and they do great work. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. And we want your stories. Send them into hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Make them two minutes or less. Shoot them in landscape with good audio and no music. So what do we got this week? So many sent us this video contributor story of how Tesla's autopilot prevented her from getting into an accident and also why she thinks autonomous driving will be important. So I'm driving here on the highway Autopilot's on, I'm gonna lane change, my signals are on. Checking in the back and it's clear, so it's changing lanes. And so my car, the autopilot bumped back into my lane because that white car there was also changing lanes at the same time. So we avoided a near collision there, which um, I'm so grateful to autopilot. But if you can see very carefully on the top right, that same white car is now behind me. This is a few moments later. We're both turning left. Uh, I think you'll see that car took a nice wide turn there so thinking about passing me the car will pass me in fact um, so here they come they're now beside me and ahead of me and we're coming up to an intersection um, now this intersection the, the the lane on the right right after the, the traffic light is going to merge force merge into my lane so generally we kind of do a zipper thing but you can see on the right, they have bumped as close as possible, bumped up next in, you know, behind that van there. Uh, that car is ready to aggressively get in. So I'm, I already kind of, I'm aware of that. I'm not going to, um, you know, challenge it. So yeah, see, he's, yeah. Right. So that white car is totally tailgating, making very clear that I'm going to get in and you're not going to, you're going to let me in. So I just let them in. Um, again, it's hard to tell in the video, but they are tailgating pretty closely. They're, that, that white car is not, not happy about not being able to go faster. I think he's going to peek over to the left for a moment here even. And uh, yeah, there he is. So, you know, so not looking very safe. Here we are. This is probably a good um, maybe 10, 12 minutes after our, our encounter. And um, so we're going to be taking a left here. Uh, up a very steep hill, <laughs> I mind you. So, um, and you're going to see that this car is still wanting to get in front of this van, just wanting to go faster. Con contemplating that, oh, but that's a merge lane. So next thing you know, he's going to cut me off. So I'm going to back off and let him in. Um, sorry, I don't know if it's a girl or a guy, but I've had it. So I'm just going to change lanes really quickly and then I'm gonna speed past and get him out of the way. And the reason why I'm showing this is because autopilot did what it's supposed to do. It avoided a possible collision. It's unfortunate that there, there's a blind spot on the uh, autopilot, so it didn't see that car coming, coming into the, the lane, but it did avoid a collision. But the problem is 12, 15 minutes later, that other car is still emotional driving erratically, possibly could be creating another accident opportunity. Uh, and this is why uh, it's dangerous for humans to drive because we are not good at keeping our emotions in check, especially under high stress situations. So that's all I wanted to show and the reason why I wanted to show this video. 
That's a really good point Somi makes about humans and our emotions when driving. And I'm going to talk about that more on Patreon bonus stories this week because I really liked her point. Yeah. And speaking of Patreon bonus stories, it's time for that. So on Patreon this week, we've got some new footage of the Cybertruck. And Jesse's going to talk about something that he has now grown to like about it, along with new Tesla ad. So head over to patreon.com slash support us for just a buck a month and get these Patreon bonus stories and more. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the shout outs. These are people that really make a difference. They go on the end plate of our show with their names uh, scrolling by in the end titles there. So uh, who do we got this week? We've got Joseph. We've got Peter Terran, Brian Merritt, Calvin L. Pusateri, and Jeff Morton. Thank you so much, guys. All right, we had a poll out this week. What was it? The poll was, do you think that the Cyberquad is going to come out with the Cybertruck like Elon said? Hmm, I'm kind of torn. What did our patrons think? Uh, here's what they said. Hmm. Do you think they're right? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> All right, it's time for Elon's tweets of the week. And as you mentioned, Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, says, With Elon, we talked about the attractiveness of France and the significant progress in the electric vehicle and energy sectors. We also talked about our digital regulation. We have so much to do together. See you this afternoon at the Choose France Summit. And Elon said it was an honor to meet. What an office, huh? Yeah. Tesla Economics says this is actually a shocker that Elon Musk is willing to do an interview with CNBC, a media outlet that bashed him since the early days and never gave him and Tesla the light of day. An announcement may be coming that needs explanation. Elon says, I'm not doing an interview with CNBC, the organization. I'm doing an interview with David Faber at Ari Emanuel's recommendation. If David was at another news organization, I would still do it. It's a really good interview. You guys should check it out. It's also on Twitter. Jason Calacanis says, oh, snap. Twitter now has playback speed, catching up to modern podcast players, YouTube quickly. Please add automatic transcripts and downloads to the roadmap. Elon said coming soon. Yeah, so you can now watch my favorite podcast, the All In Podcast on Twitter. So Twitter's becoming a video platform? Oh, yes, it is. Do we have to, uh, do we, we got to move? Oh, we're going to be on there. Okay. <laughs> Catherine Brodsky says, if we're living in a simulation, why couldn't we be living in a better one? Elon says... It's pretty good, to be honest. Unusual Whale says, just in, U.S. Virgin Islands issued subpoena to Elon Musk in Jeffrey Epstein case per CNBC. Elon tweeted back. He said, this is idiotic on so many levels. Uh, number one, that Cretan never advised me on anything whatsoever. Number two, the notion that I would need or listen to financial advice from a dumb crook is absurd. <laughs> and number three, JPM let Tesla down 10 years ago, despite having Tesla's global commercial banking business, which we then withdrew. I have never forgiven them. Wow. Brian Krasenstein says, fun fact, Magneto's experiences during the Holocaust as a survivor shaped his perspective as well as his depth and empathy. Sorrow, also a Holocaust survivor, gets attacked nonstop for his good intentions, which some Americans think are bad merely because they disagree with his political affiliations. Magneto like the comic fictional comic book character yeah okay um elon says you assume they are good intentions they are not he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization soros hates humanity soros reminds me of magneto i'd like to apologize for this post it was really unfair to magneto <laughs> so. ian miles chong says dave Chappelle skewers san francisco's downfall blames woke leadership what the f happened to this place elon says rightly so the disaster that is downtown san francisco once beautiful and thriving now a derelict zombie apocalypse is due to woke mind virus alex says open ai ceo sam altman on ai if this technology goes wrong it can go quite wrong elon says accurate Starlink tweeted out, with Starlink, users can engage in online gaming, which historically wasn't possible with satellite internet. And Elon says, as more satellites and ground stations are added, latency and jitter will improve. Goal is less than 20 milliseconds latency, which wow. is really good. 
Jeff Lutz says maybe Elon can ask David Faber why CNBC doesn't recognize Tesla as an AI company, LOL, when they're shipping the closest functioning real world AI to date. Elon says even the AI community doesn't understand. The rabbit hole tweeted out the U.S. birth rate has fallen by 20 percent since 2007. This decline cannot be explained by demographic, economic or policy changes. And Elon responded with this and said it's a major problem. Yeah, basically, that's exactly when the iPhone came out. <laughs> Elon tweeted this out. Maybe I'll get some food at that campfire. What's the worst thing that could happen? 10,000 years later. Genevieve says, staggering fact, U.S. now spends more on debt servicing than national defense. The fiscal battlefield has shifted. It's not just about raising the ceiling, but curbing the rising tide of interest rates. Wow. Elon's worried. Andrea Stropa says, real friends are the ones that stand by your side when times are dark and you're in the middle of a storm. Elon said, absolutely. Declaration of Memes tweeted out what car companies think people want and what people actually want. It's funny because a lot of car companies actually made those. <laughs> Elon said, Cybertruck option packages and third-party add-ons will be fire. Starlink tweeted out that Starlink is now going to be in the Amazon. And Elon said, love to see Starlink providing great connectivity to those who had little or nothing before. As soon as you can access the Internet, you can learn almost anything. So it's absolutely essential for education. Khan Academy being a great example. Tesla Economics says the market supports Elon's decision to try advertising for Tesla for the first time. Tesla is up 2.5% for an advertising budget that will be in the millions. So there's a notion that new customers will come in advertising will have a positive impact. Elon says we'll give it a shot. Dima says Elon is so sincere. Despite a huge amount of work, Elon is still positive and optimistic. Elon says, frankly, I'm pathologically optimistic. It's a mental condition. Kind of have to be to try to do all these crazy things. And I always bite off more than I can chew, sigh. And then I sit there with puffed out cheeks like a squirrel that ate too much. Starship Gazer said, Starship 25 at Massey's rocket test site earlier today on SPMT's ready to roll out tonight. And Elon retweeted SpaceX's tweet that Ship 25 moved to a suborbital pad at Starbase for an upcoming static fire of its six Raptor engines. And Elon tweeted out, we're getting great use of the Massey gun range. And uh, Elon retweeted Starlink's post that uh, Starlink is coming to Panama. Ross Gerber says you can buy a Tesla Model S Plaid for 113000 and have a shot at beating the $2 million Rimac. Think about that. Elon said, yep. Benny Johnson said, wait, wait, wait. Elon Musk gets attacked by CNN for being anti-Semitic because he criticized George Soros. And then on the same day, they promote a woman to primetime who called Soros a foreign-born villain replacing the U.S. population. Consistent. Elon says... Does the public realize that Soros wants open borders? Literally not even checking to see if they're convicted serial killers on the run, which has happened more than once. Elon retweeted Starlink's post that 150 plus cruise ships and counting around the world are set to use Starlink. And Dima said SpaceX's popular Starlink ISP has launched a new promotion for people in UK rural areas that slashes the one-off hardware cost by 75% from 460 pounds to just 99 pounds. Elon said temporary experiment to test price elasticity of demand. So a little economics for you. Elon says, why is sleep so hard? Perhaps we'll never know. <laughs> Holmar's catalog and the Olympic gold medal for self-service mental gymnastics goes to Toyota once again. Toyota's top scientist warns that transitioning to electric vehicles too quickly could lead drivers to hold on to their old gas guzzlers. What? <laughs> Elon Musk tweeted out about Walter Isaacson. His new book is uh, on pre-order now. Uh, Walter is incredibly thorough in his research. Highly recommend his other books. Holmar's catalog says, kind of brave of Elon to let Isaacson shadow him for two years. He wasn't always so flattering writing about jobs, but Elon has pretty thick skin. And Elon said, there's probably some really embarrassing stuff in the book. Isaacson is a Patreon of ours. Wow. Got his book right on the set. <laughs> Maybe he's just doing research, Dad. <laughs> 
Austin Alred says, me to my father-in-law who is a farmer, what determines whether food is organic? Father-in-law, there are some standards in theory. In reality, a purchase order comes in with two sets of prices and the farmer decides which box they'll check. Elon says, what? This is messed up. I'm no vegetarian, but I do want animals to have a happy life. Elon retweeted Starlink's tweet about Starlink now being on Siargo Island in the Philippines. This will help connect a lot of schools there. That's great. Eva Fox says Tesla will conduct a third-party audit of its battery material suppliers. Despite the fact that the company's shareholders rejected the proposal, Tesla is very careful to its supply chain. Elon said, and I will review the audit personally. If you drive a Tesla, you should be able to believe in it to your core. I love that. Alex tweeted out, who the f*** sues over this? Elon Musk wants to do something that will enable him to work harder. Massive scandal. And he's talking about the fact that, um, well, Insider put it, Elon Musk wanted to build a bathroom next to his office at Twitter so he didn't have to wake up his bodyguards when he needed to pee in the night, lawsuit says. And Elon says, even if this absurd scenario were true, my, quote, bodyguards being asleep instead of thwarting assassins would be of far greater concern to me than the shortening my trip to the bathroom. He then tweeted out, I have spaceships. <laughs> uh, the best tweeted out the biggest horse in history. And then, of course, uh, Community Notes caught that, saying this is not true. This is uh, just an AI-generated image. And Elon said, Community Notes will defend us from the deep fakes. And I mean, that's what I like about his platform. Uh, other platforms, you just have to guess whether that was the biggest horse in history. Uh, Elon tweeted this out, one hell of a plasma beam. And this is the Raptor test firing into a water-cooled steel plate. They're testing out how to keep what happened to Starbase from happening again. Wow. Homar's catalog tweeted out, release FSD beta to the people. It is time. Elon said some easy to fix bugs addressed in 11.4.2. So that starts rolling out this weekend. will address excess conservatism with narrow roads and with lane changes in heavy traffic. Sawyer Merritt tweeted out 2018 Tesla's going bankrupt. 2023 wrong locks on doors. And this is about this stupid story that's going around that uh, Elon, you know, installed non-compliant locks at Twitter. And he said, call the SWAT team on this one. <laughs> Adam D'Angelo said, I expect we'll see continual progress from here to AGI without any period that feels like a winter. There are just too many obvious things left to be done, and the underlying exponential growth in compute has a very long way to go. Elon says there will not be a winter for AI, quite the opposite. Mm. Balaji says, looks like Elon is now the most popular political figure in the U.S., and this is according to the Harvard-Harris poll. Hmm. And Tesla synopsis says, name something Bill Gates can't buy, and he listed Elon. <laughs> I think uh, it's true. That's true. All right, it's time for Community Mail Time. Community Mail Time. Remember, share your stories, your photos, your videos with us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Christopher sent us these Tesla-inspired works at the Mr. Brainwash Museum pop-up near Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills, California. Christopher also spotted the Cybertruck at the Tesla exhibit in the Peterson Automotive Museum in L.A. David found this Ford Mach-E security vehicle in St. Louis, Missouri. Philip spotted this F-150 Lightning in Limhan, Sweden. Sweden? Yeah, someone put it on a boat. Jeff had this local Rivian club show up at the coffee shop he owns in Overland Park, Kansas. Nice. I like the colors. Jan spotted this Model S with the license plate LOL Gas in Oslo, Norway. Steve saw this Lucid Air parked in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. It's too bad that um, all the Lucid owners missed out on all these great uh, license plates. Steve also spotted this Hyundai Ionic 5 in Allen, Pennsylvania. Ryan saw this Subaru Solterra out in the world. That is rare. <laughs> Durian spotted this Model 3 with the phrase must have it on it in Germany. And it's time for Supercharger Reviews. Let's see what we got out there in the world. Hey, Zach and Jesse. It's Clayton here at Tiawa in Hamilton, New Zealand at this four-store Tesla Supercharger, 121 kilowatts. 
Um, it's right on State Highway 1, so it's really handy and close to traffic. This was actually the first supercharger opened in New Zealand. So that's a bit of history for you. There's four stores, there's three empty at the moment. Um, but, you know, it's a full shopping centre. You've got the cinema, you've got shops, you've got food court. There's heaps to do, so there's really no excuse. It's undercover, so yeah, if it's raining, you're not going to get wet. Overall, uh, in terms of a rating, um, I'm probably going to give it a 6 out of 10. I think there's been a lot of high ratings recently on the show, and I think, you know, there's some things that should be standard, like bathrooms and food outlets and all that kind of stuff, so yeah, 6 out of 10, I think it's fair. Now you know. Hey Zuck and Jesse, it's Phil here from Trenton, Ontario. I'm at the uh, newer 12 stall version 3 supercharger stations. Um, yeah, there's a lot of amenities around here. Actually, let me uh, give you a shot here. There's the Starbucks across the street, there's a Wendy's, there's a Burger King, McDonald's, Tim Hortons. Um, and there's a rec center all off of this location within walking distance. Uh, oh, a Subway, Mucho Burrito, tons of restaurants, really. Um, Pita Pit, wow, there's a lot more than I thought. Um, anyways, it's right off the super busy 401, uh, Highway 401 as well. So it's in a good spot, good location. Um, using the Zach and Jesse scale, I would give this supercharger station a eight out of 10. It's pretty good. All right, now you know. All right, I'm gonna do this quick because there is a lot of traffic here, but I am at the second Melville Supercharger. This is the 10 stall, north on 110, uh, Walwoton Road. This is right near the intersection of the Northern State Parkway and 110. There's a lot of amenities here. Great spot. So behind me, there's a uh, Uncle Giuseppe's. There's a couple of restaurants here. Uh, Lucharito's, one of my favorites. Uh, behind me, there's a bowling alley. Uh, there's a steakhouse over there, so there's a lot of stuff to do right here in this area. B very busy uh, business district. And then just down that away is the other Melville Supercharger, the 12 stall that I also reviewed. Uh, so yeah, really, really busy area, but I got here around lunchtime, right before peak time, and I'm gonna get a charge, have a bite to eat, and be on my way. I would give this eight or nine stars, well, eight or nine out of 10. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good spot. The more you know. Hey, Zach and Jesse, this is an eight stall in Girard, Ohio, right off of 80. Um, I don't remember the mile marker, but uh, it's, I think it's a supercharger. There's uh, one card charging right now. Uh, right uh, next door is a uh, Burger King. Let me show you that. It's right there, the sign. It's right off the highway. You can hear the trucks going by. Uh, there's a Jib Jab hot dog. Um, the gas station that this is a part of is actually pretty good because it has a lot of convenience stuff inside, food and drinks. Um, and it's pretty nice here uh, when it's nice outside here in Ohio, Northeast Ohio. So there you go. Now you know. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. Uh, we have a map on our website where you can see all the Supercharger Reviews that everyone has ever uploaded. You it's can, the only place we know of that has it. And you can upload your own and you can also check them all out. So yeah. it's a useful little guide if you're going on a road trip and you want to see where you want to stop and where you might want to avoid. All right. What do we got for new Superchargers in the world? We got the three stall in Zhengzhou, China. We got the three stall in Linyi, China. 
The six stall in Beijing, China. The three stall in Hangzhou, China. The three stall in Haifei, China. The three stall in Nangchang, China. The three stall in Shangrao, China. We've got number 45 in Maryland, the eight stall in District Heights, Maryland. Number 29 in Nevada is the eight stall in Sparks, Nevada. Number 73 in Sweden is the 12 stall in Naka, Sweden. Number nine in Mississippi is the eight stall in South Haven, Mississippi. Number 167 in Germany is the eight stall in Solingen, Germany. Number 60 in Virginia is the eight stall in Raffine, Virginia. We got the eight stall in Arlington, Texas at East Barden Road. We got the six stall in Beijing, China. We got number 121 in Texas, the eight stall at Van Horn on West Broadway Street in Texas. Number 60 in Australia is the six stall, 140 kilowatt at Runaway Bay, Queensland. The three stall in Guangzhou, China. The three stall in Boshan, China. Number 45 in Massachusetts. I couldn't believe that we have this many in this small state. 12 stall in Danvers, Mass. Number 25 in South Carolina is the 8 stall at North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Number 44 in Washington State is the 16 stall in Renton. And number 1,694 in China, 5,071 in the world is the 3 stall in Shanghai. Now, look at Shanghai. See all those red dots? Uh-huh. Do you see how densely packed the superchargers are in Shanghai? Wow. <laughs> it's like its own country. Wow. That's I mean, amazing. Most of them are like three stalls right. because they're like at little plazas and stuff like that. I think it's probably hard to get a lot of power in one place is probably what it is. But I guess, yeah, but that's also just nuts. space. That's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. And I want to thank you for watching today's show. Whether it was your first, your 50th or your 350th, I am just so happy that you've joined us on our journey together. I couldn't have done it without this guy right here and I wouldn't have wanted to. I said this before and I'm sure I will say it again. I'm the luckiest person on the planet. I get to work with one of the smartest, funniest, kindest souls. I get to work with you. I get to play with you. I get to build with you. I get to plan with you. I get to talk with you, discover with you, have adventures with you. You are my best friend. I trust you more than anyone else on this planet. You are truly my best friend. And I am honored to work with you side by side on this show every week as we have done for 350 weeks in a row. I'm so proud of what we create together. I'm so honored that we can be in some small way a part of your lives and your community. We'll see you next week. Now you know.